On Sunday, January 29th, Cole Sports will present the event to end all events. The event that is most important to not miss, Cole Sports will proudly present the Delta Wars. Delta Wars. Delta Wars. Delta Wars. On ColdSports.com. <laughs> Welcome to Cold Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cold Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide of all things sports. Cole Johnson is here. And on this episode, we're going to dig into the Chicago Bulls malaise. We're also going to award the Dodo of the Week, and we're going to put a worthy figure upon further review. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline, Chicago. No, I'm not talking about the, quote, murder rate, close quote. I am talking about the heat that the Bulls are enduring right now. Stars Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler lit into the team after their come-from-ahead loss, and the two had choice words to say. Wade said, quote, I don't know if people care enough. I can look at Jimmy and say Jimmy is doing his job. I think Jimmy can look at me and say Dwayne is doing his job. I don't know if we can keep going down the line and be able to say that. Close quote. Jimmy echoed those similar sentiments when he said, quote, If you don't come in mother pissed off every game, any game, if you're not pissed off that you lost, something is wrong. This is your job. This is what you're supposed to love to do. I understand if you got an open shot to take it, but at a point in the game like that, you got to get the ball to your best players. Close quote. I don't have to say anything. I'll let Rajan Rondo handle that for me, as he already did on Instagram with his post. Quote, my vets would never go to the media. They would come to the team. My vets didn't pick and choose when they wanted to bring it. They brought it every time they stepped in the gym, whether it was practice or or a game. They didn't take days off. My vets didn't care about their numbers. My vets played for the team. When we lost, they wouldn't blame us. They took responsibility and got in the gym. They showed the young guys what it meant to work. Even in Boston, when we had the best record in the league, if we lost, if we lost a game, you could hear a pin drop on the bus. They showed us the seriousness of the game. My vets didn't have an influence on the coaching staff. They couldn't change the game plan because it didn't work for them. I played under one of the greatest coaches, and he held everyone accountable. It takes 1-15 to to win. When you isolate everyone, you can't win consistently. I may be a lot of things, but I am not a bad teammate. My goal is to pass what I learned along. The young guys work. They show up. They don't deserve blame. If anything is questionable, it's the leadership. Close quote. Dateline! Kingston. Yeah, we're going to Jamaica with this one because nine-time Olympic gold medalist Usain Bolt now is an eight-time gold medal winner. Why do I say that? Well, one of the gold medals in the 2008 games is being stripped from him 
and his team. Jamaican teammate Nesta Carter was involved in a doping scandal, and he tested positive for methylexamine, a banned stimulant in the reanalysis of samples from the Beijing games back in 2008. The IOC, the International Olympic Committee, has this to say, quote, The Jamaican team is disqualified. The corresponding medals, medalist pins, and diplomas are withdrawn and shall be returned. Close quote. Usain back in 2008 said, quote, I want to share it with my team. It's down to them that I beat the world record today. When you beat the relay world record, you feel four times happier. Close quote. Well, Mr. Bolt, I'm sure now we fast forward eight and a half years and you feel four times smaller. I don't blame that on you. That is on your team. It's unfortunate. Now I have to call you the eight time gold medal, gold medal winner instead of nine. Dateline, Minneapolis. Sad news that came from Eaton Prairie, where they are based. The Vikings, I mean. The Vikings quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, could actually be out for the entire 2017 season. Of course, he meant, of course, he missed the entire 2016 season with tearing of his ACL and dislocating his knee while planning to throw a pass in practice after the second game of their preseason in August. The doc, the team doctor said that they told the team that he would need at least 19 months. Now, if you do the math, he got injured in August of 2016. 19 months from then would be March 2018. So that would, of course, mean that Bridgewater can't play at all, not even a snap until the 2018 season. Mm. I mean, it, it just pains me to, it, it, it pains me to think that the next time he is probably medically clear to be on the field would be during OTAs in 2018. So he would probably be working on dropbacks and plants and follow through to make sure his knee and his ACL is working properly in the spring of next year. I don't like that at all. It's unfortunate. My heart goes out to him. I know my VIPs, they, they love Teddy. And, you know, I, I hope uh, hope things go well for him. This is not great news. It's not great news at all. And I hope this isn't the end for him because injuries like that could result in an end. Dateline Cleveland. The Dan Gilbert LeBron James saga continues in their dry spell of success. And the pressure of wanting to amass another ring, LeBron James calls out the organization in the media and saying that they need more help. He has actually said in the media, quote, I'm not getting younger. We need a playmaker. Close quote. Well, the king also had this to say in a set of tweets, quote, I'm not mad or upset at management. Yes, I, not I'm. I'm not mad or upset at management because general manager David Griffin and staff have done a great job. I just feel we need to improve in order to repeat if that's what we want to do. Close quote. Well, of course, that angered Gilbert in, in thinking that he isn't committed to spending because no team in the NBA has spent more than the Cavaliers. Now, the general manager Griffin had this to say, quote, the comment about the organization being complacent, I think, is really misguided. Organizationally, there is absolutely no lack of clarity on what our goal set is. We are here to win championships. 
anyone insinuating that this organization is about anything other than, other than that would deeply upset me because ownership has invested in this at an absolutely historic level. Close quote. Now, now, Mr. James, you came very close to being the dolt of this week because of your hot takes being brought to the media and not to your office behind closed doors. You're a veteran. You know better. You got to not leak what you want so that you put pressure on the organization in a way that would make them say, you know what? We actually might be fine without you on our team. Forget the chips. Forget the championships. If it's going to be this much of a headache to have you on our team, we don't want you on it. In other words, you may receive another shut the up. I got this from somebody in the front office this time. I don't think you want that. When I come back, yeah, we're going to put a subject on the further review, but we're also going to award the Dolt of the Week. to that time of the week once again ladies and gentlemen oh yeah you know what it's time for get up and greet your next dolt of the week another basket never mind dolt of the week Sponsored by nobody, but we're still going to give it to you straight with no chaser. Now, I already mentioned one guy that was going to be the Dota of the Week in the LeBron James. He's not going to win it. Well, I would give it to ESPN commentator Don Atler for calling Venus Williams a gorilla, but nah. I would even give it to Dwayne Wade, but nah, I'm not going to. The winner of this episode's Dota of the Week is... Jimmy Butler. Now, why did Jimmy win this award? Well, I am glad you asked. It is not the 40-point performance he put forth at home in their loss to the Hawks. No, no. It was the performance when the mic was shoved in his face afterwards. Of course, I said what he said earlier on this show. And Rondo said exactly what I thought. No, you keep it between 1 and 15. You don't, you know, you keep it between those four walls, between those guys. You don't have to say it in the media. Like I said to LeBron James, the same thing goes to the, to you, Jimmy. Don't say it to the media. Say it to your boys first. Now, of course, I didn't impress the, the upper management and the coach. They benched him promptly. So he grabbed the pine and came off the bench, just like Wade did as well, in their next home game against the Heat. The act that made him win this award. It was when 
7-16 left in the second quarter. The team is down 31-22. He, he puts himself in position for a board. He reaches over the back. He gets called for a second foul, and then he promptly walks to the bench. Hoiberg didn't call his number for a substitution. No, no. Butler volunteered to grab the pine. Now, here's here's where I have the issue. Now, you're talking about effort in the game before in postgame saying that, that there was an effort. W- where was yours in the, in the game following? If you're supposed to be the guy that sets the tone for the team and they see that when things get rough, you sit your butt on the bench, you grab pine. Well, what's a teammate that doesn't have the skill set that you have going to think? Or was what you said when you were in post game of the Hawks game just rhetoric? You were just running your mouth. It just felt good to just simply say these things because, well, you are one of the leaders of the team. But hey, responsibility that doesn't fall on my shoulders because hey, I run the team, and I and and look, I'll hit you with the things that I've heard parents say to their children: "Do as I say, and not as I do." No, son, that's not how it works. You are a superstar in the NBA. That means when you have these guys who want to do their best for you, that means that you, my friend, have to show up every night. No excuses. And one of the ways you show up is to have your teammates' backs. You want to lead? Don't take the LeBron James example. Lead by saying, you know what? We lost that game. Talking about the Hawks game. We lost that game. We were up 12. We lost that game. And yeah, I put 440, but you know what? I didn't put enough points up. That's my bad. I could have done more on defense. I could have done more on offense. And then when the media leaves, you close the door, you could chew all them out for what they didn't do. But we don't have to hear that. That's poor leadership, my friend. And Wade didn't model it for you any better. That's poor leadership. Leadership is, look, the responsibility is on me. This is my fault. And we're going to find a way I guarantee we're going to find a way to get over this hump. The inconsistency that that the Bulls are suffering from, you are the case study as to why. Look in the mirror real, real good. And when you see that you're failing your teammates because you feel the need to pop off, know that you failed your teammates by not having their backs. And then you go forward in the next game. And when things don't go well for you, you pout. Your butt grasped a pine and you're like, screw the world. That's not an, that's not actions of a leader. That's an action of a petulant six year old who lost his toy or who asked for a Christmas toy and the parents said, you know what? We can't get it for you. And you throw a hissy fit until either you get it or until you just run out of tears. That's the behavior you're exhibiting, my friend. And that is behavior not like a professional cut it out when i come back we're going to put this wonderful subject and i really do mean it one of the best subjects that i've ever had upon further review a question for you who is your goat 
you know what I mean, the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Is it Tom Brady? Is it Peyton Manning? Is it Joe Montana? Is it John Elway? Or is it none of these that I've just mentioned? Well, find out who I think is the GOAT. Get my ebook, Why Your GOAT Ain't Mine, for free right now on ColdSports.com. I said for free, Why Your GOAT Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history on ColdSports.com. So what are you waiting for? Go get it! Are you looking for the quintessential tool to tap within the champion within you? What if I were to tell you I actually have that tool for you? I do have that tool and I can direct you right to it. Cold Sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life. The sports edition. Come along with this journey as you get to see one athlete after another model different aspects of what a champion does and what a champion is. And ultimately, you'll find out what a champion really is from his eyes. Cold Sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life. The sports edition available on paperback and on Kindle at Amazon.com and ColdSports.com. episode of cold sports we're going to deal with the lunacy that is media day for super bowl good boy we're also going to put a subject that i really feel is long overdue upon further review and that's also going to be a champions personified upon further review and we're going to throw in whatever else comes up in the sporting world but see but that is for the episode to come but for this one right here, I'm going to put this wonderful subject upon further review. It's amazing that this one is at the top of her game at the age of 35. It is utterly amazing that she has been in Grand Slam final after Grand Slam final, I think for the exception of the U.S. Open last year, for the last couple of years. And if you're at a loss as to whom I'm speaking about, I'm speaking of one Serena Williams. And why am I speaking about her now? Well, she has won her 23rd Grand Slam. Yes, you heard me correct. 23rd Grand Slam. Now, she owns three French Open titles, six U.S. Open titles, seven Wimbledon titles, and now she has claimed her seventh Australian Open title by beating her sister Venus in straight sets 6-4, 6-4 in one hour, 22 minutes. Now, as you've always heard, going up against one another is always a difficult battle for each of them. This one was no different. And you could tell that this one was even sweeter, not from the standpoint of I beat my sister, but I have high respect for my sister 
And wow, look at my career at this stage. I could say I'm 35. I'm number one in the world. And now I am this close to being the best tennis player possibly ever of either gender. Now, uh, at the end of her Australian Open final championship, she says this about her sister Venus. Quote, this was a tough one. I really would like to take this moment to congratulate Venus. She's an amazing person. She's my inspiration. Close quote. Now, she went on with in, in giving praise to Venus and how important this achievement is to her, to, to Serena, I mean, by saying, quote, there's no way I would be at 23 without her. There's no way I would be at one without her. Thank you, Venus, for inspiring me to be the best player I can be and inspiring me to work hard. Close quote. Now, to Venus's credit, when she was asked if it felt awkward to be on the receiving end of so many losses to her younger sister, Venus said, quote, no, because I guess I've been here before. I really enjoy seeing the name Williams on the trophy. This is a beautiful thing. Close quote. 23 Grand Slams. Now, I'll put this in historical perspective. In the open era, there has not been another person, man or woman, that has won as many Grand Slams as Serena Williams. Not John McEnroe, not Chris Everett, not Roger Federer, not Rafa Nadal, not Bjorn Borg, not Steffi Graf. There has been no woman that has won or no man that has won as many Grand Slams in the open era than her. Now, she chases another number, the most Grand Slams ever in any era, which is held by Margaret Court, and she has 24. Considering that Serena is not on her last legs, that she, with this victory, reclaimed the number one overall ranking in women's tennis, and considering that she went into three finals last year and won three finals the year before, it doesn't look like she's slowing down anytime soon. And it is quite possible that she could probably be going for 25 at Wimbledon this year. Quite possible. Who knows? What we do know, though, is we're looking at history in the making. I want all of you, all of you to take a good, long, hard look at this woman. She's been called a man. She has not been. She's been called non-feminine. She's had to deal with the fact that that other women who were no nowhere near as successful as she was earning twice as much as she has and she has dealt with ignorant and I really do mean ignorant thought processes from different people who have owned tennis companies tennis stadiums all of that and this woman has endured it all and has kept the grace the class and the style of a champion all throughout her career. She has slipped up very little. She has disgraced us none. And she has wowed us so many times that we now have all lost count. Serena Williams. You better look at her right now, ladies and gentlemen. Because we're seeing one of the greatest athletes of any and all eras. Any sport. Any decade. Any two decades, you're seeing one of the greatest athletes 
of all time, male or female. I'll say it again. You are seeing the greatest, one of the greatest athletes of all time, male or female. Serena Williams. Don't forget her. And when you pass all of what you have known down to your children and your children's children, you could say, I knew her when. And I got a chance to see the excellence up close and personal. Serena, thank you. Thank you, my queen. Congratulations. Keep on shutting up the haters and keep on impressing all of us as we know that you If you happen to like this episode or any episode you have heard thus far, regular or special, why don't you come follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. You can also come follow me on Facebook, Cole Sports. Again, sports with a Z. Make your presence felt. Make your voice heard. Come on down to the Cole Sports VIP room. It is on Facebook. It is Cold Sports, again, Sports with a Z. Or to my Canadian friends, I got you, Sports with a Z. You can also follow me on any and all social media platforms. I am on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on iTunes, on YouTube, and on Pinterest, and on Instagram. More importantly, follow me on ColdSports.com. That's ColdSports.com. That is ColdSports with a Z. Dot com. And most importantly, please follow, please like, please share, please review, please comment, positive or negative. I'll take it all. But more importantly than all of those things, do one simple thing for me, and that is to enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.